Pylon and Sticks, a former NFL executive who brings unique inside perspective and content on all levels of football. Guests will include NFL Pro Football Hall of Famers, former players, national journalists, and conversations with members of the cigar industry. Your host, Tony Softly. Welcome to Pylon and Sticks. I'm Tony Softly. You can check out our shows out on uh, any podcast app, really. We're on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, iHeart, and several others as well. Check out last week's show. We had Mike Wilson on, former wide receiver for the San Francisco 49ers. Had an outstanding conversation. Washington Cougar as well. Uh, four-time Super Bowl champion. You got to go out and listen to that. He talks about Bill Walsh and Joe Montana, Steve Young, Jerry Rice, and several of his other teammates, what it was like to be a 49er. You don't want to miss that episode. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Pylon Sticks, and Instagram, Pylon Sticks. This is where my passions, football and cigars, collide. It's called Pylon and Sticks. Joining me now is Cassidy Woods, wide receiver for Washington State University. Cassidy, how you doing, man? I'm doing good, Mr. Stoffley. Thank you for having me. Oh, yeah. Thanks for coming on. Hey, you know, I just, uh, for a young guy, man, I mean, you know, you're you're a student athlete at Washington State, uh, and you're also now an activist. And, and I might tell the, the listeners right now, they think they can follow you on Twitter at Cassidy7Woods. Um, but um, what uh, tell us a little bit about your decision uh, to opt out, uh, you know, of the season before the season was even canceled. What was what was your decision uh, that had to have been a tough decision for you. Oh uh, yes, sir. It was very tough. I mean, I love football. I mean, I put everything that I have into the game, and it just always brings me so much joy. And it's my safe haven. And so, just with this whole pandemic and me having sickle cell trait, um, and I never did hear anything, you know, from my coaches and from the NCAA and along with the conference that you know we'd be safe um, traveling, you know, from game to game. So. I was just like, I'm not really hearing anything, you know, that's ensuring and, like, keeping me, you know, in a safe, you know, environment that I'll be playing. So I was just like, I'm, I'm probably going to opt out. And then when this movement came about and me being a leader in that, in the We Are United movement, I was just like, wow, this is a done deal. Like, this will solidify, you know, me opting out because this is just about creating a change and making it better, you know, for athletes across the whole nation. So I mean, you so you have an underlying issue, uh, health issue, uh, uh, sickle cell, and you didn't feel comfortable, um, you know, under the protocols that were put in place by the NCAA or even the Pac-12 conference, or let alone your school, to make sure that you were safe, or or you and your student athlete uh, peers uh, with with some other type of issues. Uh, so that, that's what made you say, okay, I, I, I got to step back and take a look at this. Yes, sir. Yesterday, the PAC 12 shut down football. Um, yep. did, did that surprise you at all? Did you see that coming? Uh, did you expect that? Um, I mean, I was, I was kind of in hopes for it, but at the same time, it's a huge win for our, we are United movement. You know, for me, when I found out and saw that the season was canceled, it was just like, wow. I got cut for opting out for a season that's not even going to be played in the fall. And then another way I looked at it was it's going to have to take athletes unifying for, you know, the NCAA and these conferences to care about our health and safety. So it just looks bad on 
you know, the Big Ten, the Pac-12, and then also my school for what they did to me and my other teammates as well. So you are no longer a member of Washington State Cougars? I haven't heard anything from my AD, uh, my head coach, or my president of my school at all yet since this whole um, event transpired. And, and when did this when did this come down? When you opted out, what day was that? Um, I, I want to say two weeks ago on Saturday. I don't know the exact date, but I know it was on the Saturday when I gave my uh, head coach the call just to tell him ahead of time so he wouldn't be blindsided about me, you know. And I'm opting out on social media on Sunday. Right. And his, his response was? It's one thing to opt out for COVID, and it's another thing to opt out because of this um, unity movement. And so then he proceeded to tell me, you know, um, he dismissed me from all team activities. Um, he took me out of the team group chat, and he told me to clear out my locker. And so you have not had any um, conversation with Coach since then, huh? No, sir. No, not the AD. Nobody in the uh, medical department. Mm-mm. Nobody has reached out to me. Okay. Are you still living over in Pullman? Yes, sir. I am. Um, but I'm I'm planning on going home sometime soon. You know, just to get out the environment and you know just be around my family. And home is Addison, Texas. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, it's in Carrollton, Texas. I just happened to go to school at, um, at the private school, Green Hill. That's where the city is. Okay. Okay. I got you. Yeah. I got you. Yeah, as a scout in the NFL, I had uh, Texas through the, the Dakotas, Wyoming, and Colorado. So Texas, the uh-huh. state of Texas alone is, is an area for, for a scout, let alone yeah, the sir. whole center <laughs> of the United States. I drove, It would take me forever to drive from Oklahoma, North Texas, all the way down to um, – the Havelinas down in in uh, down there in, in southern Texas, down by almost by Brownsville. Yeah, I mean that is Man, that is a that is Texas a jump. Huge. Yeah, it's huge. <laughs> it's huge. You ever yes, driven? Have you ever driven that? Yes, sir, I have. Okay. Um, I got family um, down in East Texas, and you know I'm staying up in North Texas. So I mean, it's a ways away, even though it's just in one state. And Texas is just so big that it takes forever to travel places. There's no question. I totally agree. We're talking to Cassidy Woods, uh, Washington State uh, wide receiver, six foot four, two hundred twenty five pounds. Um, and w- what's your forty in, man? What 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 do you run like? Oh, um, around four six range. You know, I'm still trying to you know cut it down more. Oh yeah, you're still young. Yeah, you'll get you'll get yeah, it down. Yeah, you'll get it down. Well, for a big man, that's not bad. That's moving pretty good. You get it in the four five somewhere in there. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. and catch some balls over there at Washington State. You know, I truly believe they'll let you back in. I truly believe things are going to work out for you. Um, you know, if anything, from a legal standpoint, they can't take your scholarship away for saying something, uh, you know, on social media. Um, you know, so, yeah, yes, sir. And, and I'm sure you've been told that. So uh, stay, stay, uh, stay uh, upright, stay, uh, you know, stay in shape. You know, stay focused mentally and physically. So you, when the, they do call you back and tell you to come on, let's go do this, you're ready to go. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yes, sir. Most definitely. Most definitely. I mean, for me, my face is so much more bigger than this situation. So that's why I'm not really worried because I know no man, you know, controls my future. Only God can, you know, he holds my future. So that's why I'm not really worried about this whole situation. This whole situation is bigger than me. I know I'm standing up for what's right. And, you know, I'm, I just wanted to leave it better for, you know, future athletes that come after me and then just represent the ones before me. 
There you go. Sharp young man. You know, you, you mentioned just a little while ago, um, let's talk a little bit about um, your, your Pac-12 brethren in this movement. Uh, we are united. There was a nice piece in the uh, Players Tribune on you guys. Um, and it talked about health and safety protocols enforced by a third party. What do you actually mean by that? Um, I, for us, it was just like, so the one thing that I feel like the coaches and, you know, the conferences they were trying to do was misconstrue our movement. Um, the primary concern is health and safety. We wouldn't even have this movement if it wasn't for the pandemic. But I feel like people saw, you know, the rest of the man who just automatically focused on the compensation part. Got it. Yeah. And, and, and for what we mean by third party, um, it's just having um, someone else that can back us as well. Yeah, an independent. It's you like know, having an independent uh, auditor. Yeah. You want somebody outside yeah, the school yeah. that's not working exactly. for the school, not paid for the school to to provide the testing, to provide uh, you know, all those type of things uh, to the athlete and then, and then give them the information. So yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah sir. that makes total sense. Um, preserve all existing sports by eliminating excessive expenditures uh, was your second demand. What, what, uh, what do you really mean by that? So the PAC 12 generated um, this past year, 540 million and they dispersed that between the, each um, university within the Pac-12, and, you know, a lot of that spending comes with the coaches' uh, contracts and is dispersed within the coaches' contract, and they spend it with lavish spending. So, I mean, we don't see any of their revenue that I just mentioned. Correct. Which is, you know, mind-boggling and crazy. Um, and for us, it was just like the money that they have, you know, for bowl games and if teams, if student-athletes um, have a certain GPA, they get all those incentives, and we don't get none of that, and we're the ones doing the work. Now, you know that. And so that's, that's what we're seeing about lavish spending and all this stuff. It should definitely, that money should be dispersed between the athletes who are actually doing it and not the coaches. Correct, correct. You know you know that when student athletes stand up and say something, it's generally not you know accepted very well, especially if it's something against the establishment. So, I mean, you guys know what you're yeah, up against yeah. here. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Having been a coach at the University of Washington, uh, graduate assistant, undergrad and graduate assistant at the collegiate level, um, I, I get where you guys are at. I really do. Um, you know, especially when, especially when you're talking about eliminating excessive expenditures, you know, your third, your yes, third sir. demand was uh, in racial injustice in college sports and society. Talk to me. Yep. So for us, it was just like the NCAA can't say they support all these, um, social issues and black lives matter movement, but, upholds the most racial institution, that's exploitation of student-athletes, and predominantly these student-athletes are black. And with that, it's like, we would create so much generational wealth, because I know a lot of black athletes, including myself, comes from low-income environments. And so, for us, if we had the opportunity to make money off our name, image, and likeness, that would be huge. The, the pressure to make it to the NFL wouldn't be as, you know, prominent and prevalent. And so, with that, it would just create so much generational wealth for so many athletes being able to make their money off their name, image, and likeness. So you're talking about uh, economic freedom and equality then, basically? Yes. Yes, sir. So, so you know, the one thing you're talking about, medical expenses, coverages, you guys wanted that for six years after football? Yep, yes, sir. Because I know for Pac-12, um, it's already in place for four years, but at the same time, a lot of athletes don't even know that. Yeah, and, and, and I've seen I've, 
I've seen it firsthand. Athletes, you know, not even getting their um, medical, you know, expenses paid for after they're done playing when it should be covered. Yeah, well, that's something I didn't know. And uh, that's that's very interesting. And I'll I'll dig down deeper and dial into that a little bit more uh, here into the future, the near future. Uh, Name, image and likeness rights. Uh, You know, I've been I've been saying you guys all college football players, black, white, whoever, athlete, swim, um, softball. It doesn't matter. I mean, if they're using your like, you know, your likeness, you guys have rights and uh, you should be paid for that as well. Fair, fair market pay, uh, you know, rights, freedom, 50% of conference revenue. Mm-hmm. You guys want 50%? So, I mean, okay, so NCAA, we don't have worker rights, and they don't pay any taxes. So we just looked at it from a professional standpoint. Uh, for professional athletes, they split it 50-50 revenue. Mm-hmm. And so for us, we just like, that will be our starting percentage. You know, anything lower than that they'll be fine. So we knew that we probably won't get 50%, but we at least want to set, you know, a minimum of what we want and anything lower that is fine as long as we're getting something. And and, and that makes sense. You know, 50%, you know, I, I think asking 50 is good. You, you know, yes, I think sir. when it comes down to it, they're probably going to go 20, you know, and you're going to come yep. back and you're going to come back and go 30 and they'll say, okay, 25. And you guys say, okay, good. Because something's yes, better sir. than nothing. I mean, I, exactly. I, I know what it's like, uh, having been a scholarship athlete. I know what it's like to having been coaching scholarship athletes that at the end of the month, um, they're eating top ramen or hamburger helper or whatever it is just to make sure, uh, you know, they have some nutrition in their body and they're barely making it by. And so I, I get, uh, you know, 50%. Okay. That might be a little high, but you got to start somewhere. Yes, you know what I mean? You yep. got to start somewhere. I'm with you mm-hmm. guys on that. Definitely need to get more money. Six year scholarship to foster undergraduate and master's degrees. This is, this is smart here. Um, I, this is where I c- could tell, um, there's some intellect in getting these protocols in place. You started with health and you move your way through and you ended with your education, wanting an extended two years on your scholarship so that if you wanted to, you could go get a master's degree. Exactly. Yes, sir. What is your studies right now? What do you, what do you study? Um, communications with a minor in human development. Would you want to get your master's? If the opportunity presents itself, I definitely would. I mean, the more degrees, the better. That's how my family, you know, that's, that's the way we think and we start, you know, get as many degrees as you can and take advantage of, you know, this full scholarship since everything is getting paid for. <laughs> I think you guys are on the right track and that's uh, your brother and, you know, we are united. Uh, and again, if you haven't seen uh, the article in the Players' Tribune, you've got to go read that. That is, uh, it's a very, very good article and touches uh, deeply on upon the, uh, what the players are, are fighting for. There's no question. Exactly, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're listening to Cassidy Woods, wide receiver, Washington State, joining Pylon and Sticks right here. Uh, the next question I have for you is, is the NCAA, did the NCAA fail the players when dealing with the COVID-19 and the protocols? Was there uh, enough? Can, I guess, can I you guess, repeat that again? Yeah. Did, out. Yes, yeah. Sir. Did the NCAA fail the players when dealing with the COVID-19? I mean, was there enough leadership in place at the NCAA level? Um, I mean, you can just tell there wasn't. 
I mean, the only reason why they came out with protocols was because of this movement. You can just see that they did that in response to us. Um, just with the whole COVID, if players do opt out, you know, they um, can be rewarded their scholarships. And yeah, it was just it was just crazy that they came out with these statements, you know, a couple of days after we released um, that players were opting out. I feel like they didn't really believe that players would actually, you know, get together and actually, you know, opt out and say that we're going to stand by these demands. What the players are, have you gotten players all through the Pac-12, right? From every school? Yes, sir. You've got some from every school. Uh, how many, what's yep. the What's the number now? What's the total number? Well, we have a group chat where we all communicate, so it's over 400 plus. And then we also have a group chat with College Athletes United, and that group chat has everybody across the nation. And we all just, you know, are talking, bouncing around ideas, you know, just, just, you know, use our voice to our platform because we matter and we're really trying to, you know, use this time to our advantage and, you know, create change because there's no greater time than to do it with this pandemic. Yeah, there's no question. Yeah, you guys have started something very special and, and uh, I think it's the right time, uh, you know, to get because you got everybody's attention. The pandemic has everybody's attention. Uh, people opting out yep. has everybody's attention. Um, you know, conferences, counseling, football seasons definitely has everybody's attention. Um, so, yep. yeah, I mean, I didn't know that you guys, um, what was the organization? Student Athletes Unite. What What is it? Uh, College Athletes United. This is one group chat with almost every um, athlete from different com- conferences across the nation just talking. Um, I know we got dudes from Big Ten. I like it's like all Power Five conferences and FBS, FCS schools. So it's really good to see you know all of us you know trying to create change within our respective conferences. Does that surprise you that the SEC and the ACC have not uh, canceled their season yet? Um, it doesn't because I mean they they generate so much money and they really you know are the money makers of the Power Five conference. So. Um, it's not surprising, but at the same time, it's very disappointing that they're really trying to go out their way to have a season during a pandemic. But I also understand that athletes do want to play, but at the same time, we can't ignore, you know, this whole virus. We don't really have much research on it. It's people actually dying, you know, who are young, too. So we yeah. have to take that into account, too. That's the misnomer. People are, are thinking it's elderly and with uh, underlying issues, and all of a sudden it's uh, – 50 year olds and, and then all of a sudden it's 30 year olds and um, now it's people your age. How old are you? Yep. I'm 21. Yeah. There's people your age as well. I mean, th- this is no joke. Um, you know, life is more important than football and I, I'd be the first one. This, I love football. Been playing it since I was seven. I've coached at every level except for the pros. Um, exactly. Yeah. You know, and, and it's, um, I mean, football, you'll get to play it again. I mean, you know, it'll come back. Mm-hmm. Um, and I get yeah. the people's livelihoods and everything, but <clears throat> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta slow down a little bit every now and then. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that was another reason I opted out too, because I mean, I lost my teammates this past year, Bryce Beekman. And that really, I mean, that took a toll on me because we were so close. And, you know, it's just, it's just not normal for, you know, young kids to pass away like that. So they really just taught me that, you know, life is, Every day isn't promising. Don't take your life for granted. And life is just much more important than a game of football. So that was a huge 
factor into my decision as well. Well, well said, well said. You know, I, I think in, in looking back at it uh, in retrospect, NCAA failed the conferences. I mean, here they are. I mean, when <laughs> something's wrong, when when a student athlete takes $5 from a booster, they're hurrying in and they're cutting ass and they're ripping and they're going to rip all through everything and find out who did what and when and where. But when this type of situation happens, they basically said, here, we're going to leave it up to the conferences. You know, yep. and, and, and not enough and not enough leadership from them uh, to help the conferences make sound decisions. Why not an over top protocol for all the, pro, uh, you know, for the covid, how to protect all the players, how to protect all the student athletes, including the coaches, the trainers, the equipment managers and everybody come up with something that I mean, I'm sure they're writing it for the future now, um, but they had yep. they had no plan in place which really surprised none, me. None. None at all. And they easily, I feel like canceling the season was an easy thing to I mean, they easily could have met our demands um, in terms of health and safety and retaining those abilities. You know, that that was something that could have been taken care of before they canceled the season. You know, I, so, I, I, I talked mean, to a couple other people, not to cut you off, that uh, at the NFL level. And, you know, <laughs> just because they're getting paid doesn't make it any difference. They can get sick, too. You know, and yep. I yep. wrote an article on TonySoftly.com, COVID versus the NFL. And I also included the Power Five in that because I think the dollars is outweighing things. Now, it's surprising yep. me that these, these college conferences are slowly fading out and canceling the season, which I think is good. Um, but you know, I, I can't see the ACC and the SEC do it. If it does, it's going to be two or three weeks down the road because of pressure. Because of peer pressure, sure. and you talked about money, it's probably going to be a little political as well. So, um, oh. things have to change in, in you know in leadership. There's no question about sure. it. Yes, Are you worried? Yeah. I only got a couple more questions for you, man. I know you're busy, and I'm going to let you get off. Oh no, you're okay. fine. You can. Uh, I'm okay. We can talk for as long as you want. It doesn't oh. matter at all. Okay. Okay. <laughs> all right. Cool. Cool. Um, are you worried about going back to WSU? Are you worried? Well, are sure, worried about sure, the percussions sure. from the athletic director, the the coaching staff, and how you might be treated by the training staff, everybody, strength coach, everybody? Most definitely, most definitely, because Pac-12 promises that you can, you know, keep your scholarship and that you'd be in good standing with your coaches and teams. But what happened to me, uh, Dallas, and Pat Nine? Obviously, we're not in good standing with our coaches or our team. So, um. There's definitely not transparency there. So, of course, you know, I'm definitely, you know, worried about uh, my future at WSU. And I'm I'm thinking, you know, that's why I'm going home, you know, just to see and talk with my parents about what's the next move. Because, I mean, I didn't do anything wrong. I, I haven't been anything but a service to my school. I love my school. I still don't have anything bad to say about my coach or my AD or my president. It's just that they handled the situation poorly. And... I'm literally, I'm a social chair member um, at WSU, a part of BSAA, Black Student Athlete Association. We created that about a year, year ago at WSU. Um, also, I'm a part of SAC Student Athlete Advisory Committee, and I'm also a part of SALT Student Athlete Leadership Team. And I talk to, you know, the Assistant Commissioner and the Pac-12 Commissioner. I'm in direct contact with these people, and it's just crazy that I got cut. And, you know, I'm just a part of all these leadership things in my school. So 
it's just yeah, it's just wild. It's just crazy. I never thought it'd end like this. So. You're 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 not only an activist, dude. You're a leader. You 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 named <laughs> off so many committees. I don't even know how you have time to study. I'll be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you are you got your hand in everything and, and a student athlete. Yes, um, smart young man, and and the future is bright for you, man. And and uh, don't let fo- you can only play football so long. And of course, you know that already. Exactly, you know that. Yep, yep, so sir. make sure you get that degree. And if you if you need to get that master's, go get that as well, man. No doubt. What other sports did you play in high school? Um, I played basketball. I had a couple couple offers too uh, out of high school for basketball. What made you choose football? Well, um, for me, it was just like this dude's at six nine and six eight who can dribble and shoot like me. So I might as well, you know, go play football <laughs> where I'm kind of looked at as, <laughs> as big. So, <laughs> yeah. so you, you're looking. And my at- dad played basketball at the University of Missouri. So I mean, he he knows what it takes. And I mean, I love football. Absolutely, way, way more than basketball. Yes, sir. M-I-Z-Z-O-U. Okay, your yep. dad's a Mizzou guy. Right? <laughs> so is my daughter. My daughter graduated from there. So when I was working oh, with wow. the St. Louis Rams, oh. yeah, she went. Uh, we were still living in St. Louis. She wanted to stay close and, and chose Mizzou. That was my oldest daughter, yeah. So I'm, I know all about M-I-Z-Z-O-U now. Okay. Yes, sir. Yeah. Well, hey, man, this is uh, this has been a pleasure chatting with you. Let's stay in touch. Uh, we've got each we've shared each other's phone numbers. I follow you on Twitter again. For our listeners, you can follow him at Cassidy Seven Woods on Twitter. Um, sharp young man, uh, the future is bright for you. I hope everything works out for you at WSU. Like I said, I'm a Husky. If it, you know, so uh, I, I, oh. <laughs> you know what? There's only one day, and I had I had Mike Wilson on last week, wide receiver too. Uh, back in the day, played with Jack Thompson, and and uh, back in the day, and one of the great, yeah, yeah. Yes, he sir. was saying that uh, you know we were having a conversation about Apple Cup. You know, I mean, I said I, I love the I love the Cougars 364 days a year, except for that one day, and and you would agree with that mm. too. You would agree. You, you'd be, I definitely would. Yeah, you'd sure. agree, and that and that's just being comp, that's just being competitive, man. No question about it. Well, hey, man, take care of yourself. If you need anything from me, you got my number, uh, and uh, let's stay in touch, man. Yes, sir. Most definitely, Mr. Bobby. Thank you for having me. You have a great rest of your day. Hey, you too. Now, you too, Cassidy Woods, one of the sharpest young men I've talked to, uh, and had a chance to interview. Washington State wide receiver that opted out because of underlying health issues. Uh, his, his, uh, coach kind of, uh, went a wall on him a little bit. We're not going to, I mean, just a natural reaction. I'm sure from a coach doesn't want to lose a good player. What the heck's going on here? Um, you know, and, uh, just, uh, things went sideways and now he is, uh, not only a leader on campus, a student athlete, but he is also part of the, we are united PAC 12 player movement, which is, uh, spread across, uh, all the United States. So. Um, with that being said, this will do it for this show and, um, make sure that you're following us on Twitter for sure. And pylon and sticks on Instagram as well. That'll do it for another show on pylon and sticks. I'm Tony softly. Make sure you're checking us out on Twitter at pylon and sticks and also Instagram pylon and sticks until next time. Stay healthy, stay safe.